and welcome to the Glacier Musical Podcast. It is beer, metal, and swearing. I, of course, am Nick Cameron of Glacier Musical doing my Bill Clinton thumbs because it's not only election day, but I, and it's daylight savings time the first week. We have returned to the proper time when it's dark at night. So as, of course, I am joined by the man who's always ready to fall backwards, Keefe, time changes. How are we doing? Change, changing changes. Ruchers I was going to do ch- ch- changes, but I already did it. Oh, I gave you some yes lyrics right there from 90215, which celebrated an anniversary this week. I didn't uh, know yes. that TV show had an anniversary this week. Yes, 90215, the album, not Beverly Hills 90210, totally different. I'm familiar with 90210. Uh, anyway, if you are new to the channel, thank you very much. We do this on the regular. This is the special uh, third Christmas of the year, the Metallica vinyl uh, subscription club which is a complete surprise and a shock it's right here in this box we'll get to that in a minute before we get to that we will issue the usual vinyl check this week as we are only talking about records but here is how this goes if you are new beer check shirt check well normally a vinyl check in there but not now quick news of the day then we're going to run forward with that i am going to beer check can I t- can I tempt you to pour the beer the oh, other I've way? Been, I've been doing it. Look, is it. Is it working? I don't know. Are you burping more, it, more or less I, than usual? I know it makes the beers last longer. That's interesting. Well, because it takes longer for me to get to drink them. But uh, this week I am drinking a Boulevard Space Camper Cosmic IPA. It's a little hazy. It's a little not. Uh, as you can see, it's got... Uh, the chick from the fifth element on the can, oh, apparently. Nice. I don't know if it really is, but it sure does look like her. It does. Oh, look that like is her. Look, she's got me, even got the suspenders on. Mila Jovovich. Yeah. I like that. Not movie. a great movie. Oh, I still like it. It's campy always, as hell. I, well, yeah, it's campy. Anyway, what you drinking? Uh, same old, same old for the last while. Uh, another Misfits Fiend Lager as I try to plow through this fridge full of these things. <laughs> um, not sure if you heard the pop or not, but a uh, little bit, a little bit pop, pop away. Um, I think this mic is awesome, but it gets overwhelmed by sudden. Oh, you are sounding much better. Am I? Yeah. I think I look much better. Finally getting the uh, the mix of the light in the room correctly. I don't I don't know because I, I don't wear my glasses much anymore. So you're just a blur for me now. I see. If I wear my glasses, then uh, you see the lights on my eyes because I don't have a uh, a fancy sitcom set here right well nor nor do i actually but it's okay it is what it is uh my shirt check this week is i busted out my slayer t-shirt uh i've ever worn it on the podcast but it's a little it, it's it's a little on the nose for me so i don't wear it much if you take my meaning Gotcha. Uh, I am wearing a typo negative shirt. I should have worn it in October for Halloween, but I just happened to grab the next clean black shirt in a row, and this is it. Um, if I'm <laughs> if I if I sound a little weird, I wolfed down a dinner right before this pod of some same tacos because it's Taco Tuesday when we normally don't record. And uh, what you want to do is a not do a super hot high Scoville hot sauce right before you get on the air and then you definitely want to wash your hands before you pee and touch oh, your oh self. i have a funny story that i'll tell you so, off air yeah sometimes. this is not funny I'm, I'm i'm tingling in a weird way that i don't like but it's okay i have a real funny story because it's not me okay it would not be funny if it was me uh let's hear it no 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 it is an off air oh. story it is about a dude and okay. no no uh might be assault do you have any quick news items Quick news item. Uh, God, who was it? Was talking about spending uh, too many albums as fan, too many versions of your album as fan abuse. So this is Matt Shadows, M Thank Shadows you. of Thank Avenged you. Sevenfold, tweeted today that he thinks, and and he was very specific about what this means. So I think a lot of people are freaking out. Uh, do you want to continue, or should I continue? I read it this morning. It was early. Okay. What he specifically was referring to was not the people like Black Dahlia Murder or Ace Fraley or James Legg, who does it now, who put out several versions of their albums in just it's just the exact same thing in different colors. Although I think that's gone a bit too far, especially when we're getting the Christmas 
Christmas edition of Ace Fraley Origins Volume 2 that just has a uh, green and red bar around the cover or the exclusive warehouse music version of it. Or, I'm sorry, the FYE, the, the official FYE version that has a black bar around the cover. A little silly, but the way he discussed it was if you are, if you have to purchase multiple versions of an album to get the entire thing, that is fan abuse. I would point out to Mr. Shadows that he is right. And Kiss did that with Kissology Volumes 1, 2, and 3 to get the entire set. You had to buy three different sets of them. Same with the Alive box set. You had to buy three different sets to get the entire set. So just to, again, what he specifically means is that, but also what he considers padding the stats. If you put out the same record, even if it's in a slightly different variant, with the same barcode and the same uh, you know catalog number at, at your label that same album continues to grow in terms of albums sold so he specifically means sort of the old roadrunner game where roadrunner every year would put out they put out the album on cd and then the next year or 14 months later they put out a digipack with extra tracks that you wanted of course of course you wanted the covers and the bonus tracks you didn't get the first time and then that is essentially the same album again. Uh, what is similar to this is, let's say, High on Fire won a Grammy two years ago for, uh, I'm going to say, Luminiferous. Electric right? Messiah. Uh, Electric Messiah, sorry. Uh, so Electric Messiah wins a Grammy. Monarch Heavy, formerly E1, continues to repress Coke Bottle Green, Stoner Weed Dark Green, uh, blazing sun orange yellow they continue to put out new pressings because they keep selling people are hot on the people love high on fire they love matt pike they buy up everything i don't think that's bad you know i don't I, think it's fan abuse i think there's a certain culture of fan that wants every single version i will um, rescind what i said no no i know I, I just this is his opinion something. not yours i'm more concerned no, about I, his opinion. i said that that was a bit much but i, I take that back because the pressings of records nowadays on vinyl is very low, even for big bands. You know, you're talking because there's for the a most part you can't get unless you're Metallica and you have your own printing plant. You right. can't take the amount. I, I mean, even before that, the you know, you look at uh, Coheed and Cambria. There, if you, I'm gonna start buying two of every of their record and then sell it two years later I, because it goes for stupid money. I just, I just sold one resist. of my Metallica Walmart extras because i needed the money and i didn't want to sell it but i had one i bought one i accidentally bought two it's happened before mm -hmm. i bought two and i had one in the wrap unopened and i needed some cash so i'm looking at my records and like what can i get rid of that i don't really love that i bought on a whim or what do i have doubles of very few because i want to own these and love them the same thing with that slipknot i keep wanting to rip it open and play it but it's like also sell it there's a lot the of regular. them out there there's a lot of them out there right now so it's uh, kind of like that's, a, that's i'm a waiting for them to die down and become a little more scarce and then i'm probably going to move it there are the high number for those slipknots is 400 matt is complaining about what he thinks is bands goading fan, somehow unsuspecting fans into i think he's a little off plus the fact that his own band is putting out a record next year and i guarantee you he's still on a major label and they're going to put out scads of variants and there'll be a revolt and now you're getting into the thing where the music websites are becoming merch stores and mm -hmm. everybody has a variant like i said i got mm -hmm. that alice in chains a couple of weeks ago we uh vinyl checked from sweden because that vinyl store is the biggest record store in sweden and they get a couple hundred exclusive color variants for themselves to sell you're seeing it from all over the place. Brooklyn Vegan. Mm -hmm. Some oh, of them are all related. Uh, you know, Brooklyn Vegan, Revolver, Metal Edge, uh, High Times. These things are all kind of interrelated. But anyway, I'm not sure he's on the mark. And I'm not sure he's the person. The guy selling NFTs, oh. which I think are weak. Uh, there was an awesome tweet today from a friend of mine in the business that said basically, oh, yeah, like the metaverse thing. So here's my news item. There are many I could go with, including Judas Priest and the Rock, and Rock Hall, but we've talked about it ad infinitum. Oh, speaking of Judas Priest, I'm seeing them on Sunday. That's great. They're in the hall. Let it be. 
stop complaining and saying they're not really in. They're in. There are multiple. They're in. They're, they're, in. they're in the Hall of Fame. There's categories. They got in for not the performer category. They got in for a different category. They are in the Hall of Fame. And it was it was a wonderful thing to see. KK went up there. It wasn't that awkward except at the speech time. But they got up there. And apparently they all got on. I don't necessarily want KK back in, but whatever. Um, but uh, here's here's my itty-bitty news item. Um, you know, we, you know, we're in a weird and interesting time in the world uh, where there are all these things. And, uh, you know, a lot of festivals getting named and announced. But uh, here's this thing. There's this Metaverse concert this weekend, free on the internet, if you like the Metaverse and things. And again, like I said, it was a tweet today that was regarding this. So OzFest, Ozzy, is part of this thing, this Metaverse-only concert event. That is, you go into the Metaverse and you watch it in the Metaverse and it's exclusive only to this location. And basically, it's animated versions of the bands performing a past OzFest live set performance. I don't like this. And I'm going to say why. This is a time when touring is struggling as much as ever. And as much as I would love OzFest to make a comeback, and I want Ozzy to tour next year with Jews Priest in Europe, and maybe again in America in 2024, I don't, I don't want to have, I think the live streams were a necessary thing when the pandemic was at an all-time high and bands couldn't get out and play. I think I still enjoy a live stream experience if it's done well. Devin Townsend put out a free one on YouTube for his whole album playthrough. Incredible. And his new album is out now. And, um, but I don't know about how I feel about this metaverse live stream concert that includes a motorhead performance. Uh, Lemmy is dead. The original of that band. That was going to be my, my, my question. Are are there going to be hologram versions it's not and holograms, it's cartoons, basically. And so the, the minute I don't like it. I don't want to draw worship away from people spending their money. It's free, right? So if you love Ozzy, if you miss Ozfest, I get it. It's one unsigned band and a bunch of Ozfest type bands, Black Label Society, uh Raven Age for some reason, Steve Harris's son's band. That's meh. So so mm. if you saw them, they're okay. They're not bad, they're just not great. Um, you know, so. I don't know. I don't know how I don't like it. And I don't want to draw worship away from people spending their time going to see live music. And if we start normalizing this web experience and people are not going to see live concerts anymore, this is not a good thing for me personally. I don't like it. Um, That being said, I also think it's a bit of a disgrace to have Motorhead in there. Did Lemmy give permission for this? Did his partner give permission? Whoever's, you know, Todd Singerman, whoever his manager, who's, you know, the executor of the estate. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't. Well, I think Motorhead is special. If you miss them, you miss them. Just like I said about Pantera, the Pantera tribute tour, the Pantera reunion. There's a lot of people who never saw Pantera, Pantera at all who were born after 2002. It's an opportunity for them to see it. It's a way to preserve the legacy and sell stuff, sell records, sell merch. But, uh, you know, it's not the same. That's in person. That's not this virtual reality thing. And I think, again, I'm going to go on record. If you disagree with me, come at me in the comments. Come at us on social media or in the comments on on some of these platforms like YouTube. I think the metaverse is eh. I think NFTs are eh. These things are not. They don't look built for the long haul to me. I I heard Kevin Smith talk about NFTs and the metaverse and the digital world with somebody for about 30 minutes and on one of his podcasts and... Frankly, the, the entire time I thought to myself, this is just stupid. This is just absolutely stupid. And you're, 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 you're trying to make, the, but I mean, you're trying to make this argument to essentially a Luddite who refuses to give up on physical media. But let's leave the unfun stuff in the dust and let's get as Brad Pitt would say. No? What would Brad Pitt say? You hate Brad Pitt. What's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? I just told you. Um, really quick, I think Metallica was listening to our previous podcast, Lars, if you're out there, because I complained so much that mine didn't come. My, my Metallica vinyl has not arrived. <laughs> so we're going to lean on Nick for this one. I'm still going to listen along, but we're going we, to lean it on hurts Nicholas. Me. It hurts me to do this, to do it the way we're doing it. No, we don't have a choice. But we're doing it for the people. Yeah, we're, uh, yeah. Let's see what it is. Drum roll. 
Uh, first off, my number is 915, which is my lowest number. This is Metallica live at the Bridge School Benefit 1997. I said, I don't remember if I said it during uh, a podcast or not, if it was offline, but I felt the next Metallica, the next one would feature Jason Newstead. I feel like they were kind of like with Blackened, you know, that's a Newstead co-write. Then this one, that's, you know, the last thing that, I mean, obviously Jason's not on it or part of it, but I felt like it was time that they would give it to some Jason. Now, again, I was the one who said that this, the prediction for next year is we already know there's a load and reload, a bunch of content coming, probably reissues, box set for both albums, the black box virtual and St. Anger turns 20 next year. So like that was my two predictions. I said load and reload maybe. So I bet there's a load and reload on this. We already got St. Anger last time. I know, but next year we're going to get more St. Anger is what I'm saying. I don't, I mean, really how much more is there to give us? They gave us. I know. I don't, I don't, not our vinyl club. I'm talking Metallica in general. Oh, oh. So go ahead. Let's see this thing. So here's what it looks like out of the shrink. You may notice they are rocking acoustic guitars. Here is the track listing, and I am—I I think this is a great track listing. Uh, side one, Low Man's Lyric, one of my favorites from Reload. Poor Twisted Me, something I could not give any less fucks about. Uh, Fade to Black, okay, and The Four Horsemen. A lot of these songs were done acoustic by the band during this time. Oh, what do we have here? Uh, any, before we get to the record itself... Spend a little more time showing the cover and pause on it when you do, okay? For the people watching on YouTube. Sorry, podcast listeners, but yeah, we just need to show it a little, make sure it's not glaring. Nah, up close, that's okay. Ninja Stars, I see. Oh, there we go. Short haircuts. Yeah, it's the the Ninja Star logo. We got Lars. Why is Chris uh, Cornell there? Oh, it's Kirk. Sorry. (laughs) Oh. Burn. He does look like Chris Cornell. A lot like Chris. A lot. Or, Or Ricky Rackman, even. Yeah, and you got uh, Jason in the end of days, J- end of days, Jason, which was not the greatest, Jason. This was recorded live in California at the Shoreline Amphitheater, Amphitheater in Mountain View, right, not October 19th, 1997. About an hour what's, from where I live. What's great about this set, though, is I'm assuming this is an all acoustic set. It is. Because they've all got acoustic guitars. Yeah. So we have finally the acoustic version of... The Four Horsemen on on album. Unenthused. Whether or not I'm sorry? I'm unenthused. Whether or not you think that's a good thing, your mileage we'll, may vary. We'll hear. However, what the point of the Metallica Vinyl Club is to do is to put things on vinyl that have never been released on that's vinyl or have never been released. Period. I think this was released to their fan club in was one it? of their fan cans. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this is the era before the involved the deep embeddedness of Live Nation with them. So mm-hmm. this was sold mm-hmm. only to fan club members. Uh, amphitheater was sold out to fan club members. I think maybe there was a general, brief general on sale for the lawn. But they gotcha. wanted, you know, they did, this is a benefit concert mm-hmm. for the bridge school. They do one every, you know, a lot of their charity stuff now is all through all within my hands. Let's see, is there anything special with the uh, package there? No. You got your download code? I got my download code, which uh, I'm going to send your way before we... Me do this i may not be able to if like if i punch in your download code you're never going to be able to use it though so i'll give you mine when mine comes that's fine i whatever you want to do i don't care either way yeah yeah there is nothing in there what's on that sleeve let's see it uh we got the bridge set list yeah uh it is no it's the sets list i see the other artists yep uh peggy neil peggy neil young casey crowley Blues Traveler, Lou Reed, Smashing Pumpkins, Neil Young, Alanis Morissette, Bridge School Film, Dave Matthews Band, Metallica, and Finale. So Metallica only got 40 minutes, and we, of the 40 minutes... We had like 20 of it. uh, 13 plus 12. So yeah, we got most of it. That's pretty cool. Uh, On the back, there is a photo... In the back, uh, all that kind of goodness. I will read the liner notes. This was new. This was different. 
but this had this had up till then seemed very out of reach but as the acoustic stars aligned we were encouraged to do this at the right time and certainly in the right frame of mind as the 90s progressed and we continued to feel more and more comfortable broadening our horizons experimenting and embracing new opportunities playing an all acoustic set gave us a chance to reinterpret a bunch of our heavier songs and proudly represent a, our generation of metal misfits to the established bridge school gig crowd so we gladly accepted the offer neil young's camp through our way in actual fact the whole endeavor which was guided along by bob rock bob rock felt unexpectedly natural and effortless, effortlessly exciting and exhilarating. Coming off stage, I remember actually being surprised by the number of compliments we got from people who straight up told me they hadn't expected us to pull off this type of transformation off. So thank you to Neil and Peggy Young and Marsha Vlasic for having, our faith, for having faith in our ability to do this and for helping us add another outlet to the way we share our music. Lars. Yeah, so this is um it's Neil Young who does an annual acoustic concert that Metallica kind of subsumed themselves as they do with everything like Led Zeppelin, whatever we're part of. Oh, I gotta split. I gotta split ah, in the sleeve. Bullshit. Oh well. Um for full context before we hear this, when I saw the tour, we discussed it a while back, and they did the acoustic encore, I left. Oh, snapcakes. I walked out during I heard the it came out in the chairs and I heard out I went. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this on air. If you hate them, you can go ahead and skip to the next one. You can just do a whistle stop tour. No, I mean like we're gonna listen to it. That's what we do here. Maybe maybe I do I did like the live stream they did unplugged some of. I do like some of their unplugged stuff now. I did like Black in 2020, whatever. 2021. Right, I, I enjoyed that as well. So maybe this will grow on me now. But I definitely hated it in the moment in the 90s. I'm just putting that out there for posterity. Sorry. That is, that is absolutely fair. I hated it in the 90s too. Yeah, Metallica, not- by the way, just played a, a, a concert. We didn't talk about it, but they just played a show where they didn't do any songs past Brian Lightning, not one. Oh, the um, we talked we the, we've talked about that show just yeah, not today. It happened already, but yeah, just yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Well, I'm ready to to dig into this and chug another beer while I do it. So nice work. I will pause the video and we will come back in a few seconds with opinions. Oh, all righty. Uh, that was a thing that happened. Let's uh, let's discuss one thing before we get to the rest of the thing uh it is awesome that metallica chose to move into the 12 inch realm rather than the seven inch uh although i don't understand why that one was at 45 speed but you know i don't understand they're those all concepts. at 45 speed so yeah far. i know right it's supposed yeah. to be higher quality all right fair enough um so yeah, it's really awesome that they're doing this, that they're bringing out these cool things maybe on vinyl in theory that we've never, I mean, I've never heard any of this before. So, I mean, I, I've heard it now. Oh, all right. Now that being said, I'm sorry. You're going to be higher on this than me. So you go right ahead with a full counting and then I'm going to go low. All right. Uh, well, on the first track, low man's lyric apart from so a little bit of flubby flub on the stupid fingers that we had on the guitar players here and there i thought low man's lyric was really well done this also is the beginning of james as a vocalist that goes la, 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 over everything when he really doesn't need to uh you've got several world-class players that are right next to you we could just listen to them instead of you whatever that is i don't i don't need that please please i i would say stop it however this recording is from 25 years ago and has anyone who has listened to a metallica bootleg since then or seen metallica live knows he he did not stop he just made it bigger the quick thing i noticed on this is metallica's pressing plant really is amazing this is a spectacular high quality vinyl pressing of this music um Notice I didn't equate the two necessarily. 
quality of the pressing, quality of the music. I don't know if there's a little foreshadowing there. But uh, Jason Newstead was absolutely phenomenal, dexterous, and frankly, I would rather have him than Trujillo. Trujillo is a, a very close second. However, I prefer Metallica with Newstead. So it's it's nice to get some cool live stuff with Jason again. Then they go into Poor Twisted Me. And the shit just goes off a cliff. Uh, Toonces is driving the car here. Uh, Toonces, the driving cat. We need like a sample that plays that. Toonces, no! (laughs) That is where this went. It went off the cliff and... uh, yeah, uh, the the entirety of Poor Twisted Me was a fucktoberfest of Herculean proportions that are kicked in the junk by the Minotaur. This is this is Hercules on the rock. I'm sorry, Prometheus. This is Prometheus on the rock, having his belly ripped out by the eagle every day. I could not finish it. I could not finish this song because everything was awful. There was no redeeming quality. Okay, now we flip the record into some classics. We get Fade to Black, one of my absolute favorite Metallica songs. And Hot Take, it has probably my favorite Kirk Hammett guitar solo. That, that opening solo, not the speedy Kirk Hammett-y one, but the Gary Morsey one at the beginning on that he always plays, or he used to play on that Les Paul custom, but now he plays on Gary Moore's Les Paul, Les Paul standard. And you know what? When you acousticize that, man, it loses a lot, a lot. So now the song stopped being uh, a musical, emotional ballad giving you the finger rather than now you get the tongue all of the emotion is now portrayed through james hetfield however he was telling some jokes here comes the hard part (laughs) and yeah it was okay then they get to the four horsemen and another one of my absolute favorite metallica tunes the the transitioning of the mechanics into the four horsemen with that drum beat becoming the the horse's hoof beat that is frankly the most artistically beautiful Metallica has ever been. They have never come up with a musical metaphor to uh, even come in the same block of that particular just genius, amazing. And it wasn't even supposed to be that. I don't know how the song about doing the lady at your car repair shop became about the four horsemen, but it works. It works for me. But what doesn't work for me is when James Hetfield screams, play some Skinner before he uh, starts playing. Then he goes, play it pretty for Palo Alto. And they did not. They did not. It took two minutes before I could even tell that it was the Four Horsemen. And I thought to myself, oh, good. It's only a four and a half minute song. So mercifully, it's almost over. However, those were the longest two and a half minutes of my life this past week so uh they're the amazing thing about uh front and back on this album is lars never makes a mistake lars is in the pocket doing his larsy two four swingy thing because it's the only thing he knows but he does it so well and i'm off camera now oh no so I'm back. I don't know what happened there. So yeah, it uh, man, this thing goes downhill so fast. And it had faded black pen on side one, Little Man's lyric. I would probably never flip the record again. Uh, Keefe will now give his take in the third person because mm. that's what deserves this album. This this release deserves. Having not been a super fan of Low Man's Lyric, but understanding why Hetfield loves Tom Waits, as do I, and Nick Cave, as do I, who are the primary inspirations. Oh, I thought he was going to say Nick Cameron. 
I well, he should love Nick Cameron. You've spent enough money on his band <laughs> and shirts and things. Um, it's fair. I think the song actually works better here than on the album. Agreed. I don't Agreed. love the hurdy gurdy, yeah, whatever the shit that is. I don't. I I understand it. I don't love it. I have never been a huge lover of the song. I actually love the cover "Lover Man" from Garage Inc. more than the song. That song, which inspired Low Man's lyric, or among others, I love that cover more than I love the original that's trying to be the Tom Waits and the Nick Caves. So good job there. Even though I don't love the song, I actually enjoyed that. Um, um, Poor Twisted Me, just a subpar song. We discussed it on a previous podcast when we did Load and Reload. Um, See, uh, Poor, uh, Poor Twisted Me is one of the many songs off Load and Reload. That losing it would only make the record better. For sure. It's just not a great song, and it doesn't necessarily translate for me. It, it's an unfinished song. I it's think a... people who love Load and Reload, and there are those who do. I do. They're going to love that, right? If you were, you love those records and you heard that, you're like, wow, that's awesome. I want Load that. and Reload was the first time, one, the first time I saw Metallica live was those tours. And two, it was the first time, first time I had any goddamn money but I could go buy the albums on day one. On day one. A lot of people. So, you're not alone. Um, side two. Oof. So Fade to Black, I'm going to say, does work. Mm-hmm. I don't dislike it. I love the songs. One of my favorite Metallica songs. Ride the Lightning is my favorite Metallica album. And I agree with you on the solo. Um, the guitar player from my band, Salted Wounds, Fahad, thinks that the solo to Fade to Black is the greatest solo in Metallica history. Bar none, period, full stop. I, it's hard to argue. It's in the top, top, tippy top. What I think is interesting is Metallica today would have slowed down the ending riff halftime. So instead of trying to play it in metal speed, the diamond head riff, riff they stole, right? Instead of trying to play that riff. The diamond head riff they were influenced by. Stole. Instead of, Literally, Diamond Head has a song that goes. I know. The same. I'm trying to be silly. Now we're bringing. All right. So I'm going to say this: the older Metallica now would have slowed. I would like that slowed down, very slow. So instead of trying to mirror the heavy song "Unplugged," do justice to how difficult it is to play and sing that. And slow it, maybe it'd be too hard for them to do it, but I would have slowed it down to like dee 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 dee. I would have made it a Gordon Lightfoot, Neil Young song at that point instead of the metal part. I do like, I will say this, I do love Kirk. I don't lo- I like it. I love it. Kirk did like a little mandolin, like almost a black metal, uh, like a little black metal version of the, the lead guitar part, which is amazing. Yeah, very tinny. Super very tinny. tinny. Um, super tinny, but not terrible. Um, and and uh, probably the best vocal performance by James also on Fade to Black. Not hard to do because it's you know balladry and he's good at it. Uh, and then for Four Horsemen, which is the song I walked out on in concert, it's actually better here. Uh, is it? It's a little better here than I remember Ooh. live walking out of the giant stadium back in the day, and um. It's not a great song to do unplugged. I admire that they tried and I dig it. Uh, you know, I know people who love the mechanics and they hate Metallica's and they love Megadeth. So they hate, they love the mechanics. The mechanics is not a good, this is a, such a much better lyric and vocal than Dave's mechanics. I'm sorry, not sorry. Oh my God, it's, it's not even close. Lyrics are terrible. Dave's not as good a singer as James Endpoint. And uh, never in his life ever. And uh, yeah, just better lyrics. And, uh, you know, I, I can't really, I, I have to say it's actually not bad. So to me, this is a C compared to the other two. I don't love St. Anger. It's like least favorite anything Metallica beside Lulu. Same. And that, except for the half. The those live half. tracks actually were really done justice to. Compared to Agreed. that album that I have really not listened to much since it came out, but I enjoyed that very much. Obviously, the blackened was an A. We discussed that. A pure A. So this is kind of third out of three so far. This is Ooh. definitely getting diminishing, it's, slightly diminishing returns at this point. I disagree. I, I disagree, but I also have 
odd takes for Metallica. And I don't think so. I, no, I, I love Lulu. Uh, That's awful. Yeah, you should be ashamed. I'm not. I will never be ashamed. I'm going to keep putting it up on the on the rack to make you look at it when we do these because it's funny. But this diminishing returns, yes. But I liked Saint Anger rarities better than Blackened. If you took Blackened 2020 versus any of those songs, I like Blackened 2020 better. However, I did not feel like on that release that they really made use of the space man it's like bruce dickinson said in the the blue oyster cult documentary which i assume was real and not a skit on snl that you know it really explored the space they had more room and they used none of it so i was disappointed that we got a single on 12 inch and but that's what this series is that's all the series is that's what the series was last year and they're not they're took the same amount of money for what they think is a better quality product. Technically to put less songs on a 45 is a better sounding going to just make for a better sounding record. There's well, no but they put, now they're putting like this one and the last one were four songs each. I'm and not mad, that's, I'm not mad at it. I, I like that. And yeah. I like having a few selections from St. Anger on the live editions. I've always yeah. said, I like the live versions of those songs. And I think if they went back and re-recorded it, they could turn St. Anger from uh, a musical abortion into, wow, uh, assisted suicide. I mean, it would, it, would, it would improve that much at least. Uh, and there goes the algorithm <laughs> telling us on those two words, back to back. Sorry. Throw the sorry. R word in there while you're at it, pal. Anyway, um, Jesus, you. Um, I'm going to say, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't have bought this myself if it was just a standalone, would not have bought it. I don't hate that it's part of this collection we paid for. It's still, you know what, a, third is, out of, it's still a third out of three for me out of these three. That is a really interesting way of rating it. And when I say interesting, I mean really smart and probably the right way. Uh, Blackened, I would not have purchased it. Oh, I would have. I uh, love that. Consider, I, I love that thing. You know, consider these things cost 25 bucks a pop. Which is what Lords of Summer cost on 12 inch, about 25 bucks. Horrible. Yeah, Lords of Summer was just really fucking terrible. Yeah. I did not. Oh, God. Let's get some credit Come to Metallica. On. Let's get some credit to Metallica. Uh, the email what, did they let that, it die? The email that said, like, this vinyl was on the way starts with, like, yeah. Like, the email copy says, yeah, your vinyl is on the way. Mine's not here yet efforts anyway yeah let's let's just get into some prediction time so we definitely are both down on this release you're sort of a little higher than me but both down i it's half worth it's half it's half you gave you gave metallica the first one blackened 2020 whatever 2020 on a in the moment when we did the show yes and you liked the same anger so like this is definitely at the bottom of those three yeah, but I mean, when I say that I would not have purchased St. Anger, or it's not St. Anger, when I wouldn't have purchased Black in 2020 in the wild, that's because I just don't buy, I I, I mean, some people do, some people will pay $20 for a single. I yeah, I understand. Well, I consider these EPs I, I'm, to me. These are EPs to me. This is an EP, in my it's opinion. A, it's the song, a live version, and another song. Eh. On that one, we're stretching for EP. The others, the other two are pushing album territory. The let's see, Saint Anger. I'm I'm just being a little four songs. It's twenty something yeah. minutes, twenty two minutes. It can't be uh, thirteen. I'm sorry, fourteen minutes plus eleven. I understand oh, that Gate no, Creeper and right, Chat Pile right. have albums that are like thirty one minutes now, but like this is not. No, yeah, you're right. They're they're, they're they're twenty five minutes. Let's That's get into some predictions. The fourth one is coming perceivably in three months because let's say the next one will also be late. I don't know why this was so late. This should have been here three weeks ago, Correct. right? By rights. So not not to be, you know, they had their own. Well, that took plan. a week for the damn thing to get moving. I mean, yeah, once they, the yeah, they, like, yeah, I think what happened is they made the labels and then they didn't drop them off at the post. They are dropping off probably like 80,000 records, right? To them, a yeah. limited edition is 80,000 when they usually do a million of everything. Correct. So my opinion is these are you have nine hundred of probably fifty thousand, yeah. which is awesome. Mine has been lower, I think, because alphabetically 
You're we're like about the same alphabetically. So I don't I'm know. I'm before the, you. Huh? Yeah, I don't know what the choice the choosing is, but I've been lower than you on the previous two. I think it's random. I think they just have and I, I definitely signed up after you. For sure. I signed up like a week after you. So anyway, mm-hmm. what is your prediction for the final? Which I'm guessing we will not see until mid January 2023, if we're lucky. Probably February. I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna expect February. Now let's see. So let's look at what they've done. They did they, they went to the pandemic. We're obviously not gonna get anything modern. We're not gonna get anything from the past couple of years because there's no point. They release all that stuff as it is. Okay. We're not gonna get anything from the black album. Because they just did the Black Album box set. This could be the load reload teaser for the. the I, I think the load and reload box set. Well, we just one. got reload two, two reload, two load and reload, load and reload. No, yeah, we got one of each. Uh, Twi- Poor Twisted Me was load and Low Man was was reload. Uh, I think this was the teaser for the load reload box set. I think it's going to be one set. I think it's going to be. One whole album sequenced on a bunch of vinyls. I don't know about that. New artwork, a lot of extras, a lot of photos, a photo book of all the um, Anton Corbin photos. I think we'll get Lars, whole whole spreads of Lars and Kirk. Yeah, doing stupid shit. Which is fine. Which is fine. Kiss each other. It's fine. Kirk needs a kiss. He needs a good kiss. They all do, especially Lars. But I I think that's what we'll get. Just a real quick on that, we'll get um, the two albums, we'll get a concert from each and on vinyl, and then we'll get uh, three concerts from each on CD and DVD, but that's besides the point. And so they're not going to do black. You know what, I, I'm, I'm going to say Cliff. We, we've had nothing from, there's three lineups of the band. The only other thing that I would think they might be tempted to put out, and I was thinking about this on the way home today, was the concert they did at a bar with Bob Rock. The Bonnaroo concert. Was it Bonnaroo? It was the day before Bonnaroo, and they played a bar in Nashville. Yeah. That sounds terrible. The sound on that thing is horrible on YouTube. I'm not saying they should. I, I'm just saying I, I would have thought they might have been tempted just to I don't know. be silly. Here's my prediction. I'm going to throw a wild one at you. Even though these concerts are now available to watch on the Coda Collection on Prime, I think Vinyl Club Year 2 number 4 is going to be 40th anniversary concert cuts two from each night hmm. night one night two and they're going to be old uh old school predictably well, it would be interesting like hit, like like even though it wasn't performed great hit the lights with lloyd no no i'm not talking about that con- i'm talking about the concerts i saw oh it's 40 no, i'm sorry i'm sorry 40, i was thinking not 30. 30 no not 30 40 i think 30 is more more you got to pay people for those and four, they, it's just the four of them. Actually, like the whole lead up to those two concerts, me and my friends were all speculating, like, who's going to show up? Because they had like 300 friends in the building who were all from bands. Carrie King was there. Scott Ian was there. Oh, for 40. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah. So like they went out and played as a statement, just the four of them with no guests. I um, thought that was a neat, a, a neat thing they did. We, we actually discussed that already. At length. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At length. I don't think so. I I think one of the things Metallica has always done is they are willing to elevate those beneath them that they surpassed. That's why I think, and I, I think Metallica is generous with their publishing. They're generous with their, their their helping hands. So I think if they did release Merciful Fate with Merciful Fate playing on it, especially now that Merciful Fate is touring. I, I, that'd be next, fun that'd be fun and I, I would love to hear you know I, I would love John Bush singing um, did you do Phantom whatever. Lord is that what he did I don't remember yeah. you know have that I mean that would be that would be an interesting set to me and I don't think they would have a problem uh, throwing out any I don't know how I mean you'd have to know how the contracts were done on that 
but I, I definitely wouldn't want to sue Metallica because I'm sure their lawyers are significant. All right. But 40th anniversary, what was played just off the top of your head, just throw out like say three cuts from that concert that uh like i said um old school things you know one record from e- one or two songs from each album on both nights so they did black they did like kill them all to hardwired night one they did hardwired right. to kill them all night two um i don't want to hear seek and destroy ever again Really, I'm really at that point where I can't do it. I almost like used to be my favorite, one of my favorites. I can't now. Well, it would be one thing if they didn't ten to thirty eight minutes a night. Yeah, I just can't, and um, I don't even want to hear other bands do it. Like I said, I saw the Bay Area Interthrational concert, and they did it, and I was like, I'm out. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, just you know, I wouldn't mind hearing some deep cuts from both those shows, and you could literally do. You could almost do as like a capstone to the year of releases. You could do like a kill them all ride, even though we just had a ride. Master, which we've got none of. Uh, Black, uh, yeah, Master and then Justice, even though we got Justice. I think it'd be cool. We've got nothing for Master. Cliff Error would be good. I still like the 40 idea. I wouldn't rule out. They love Hardwired. I wouldn't rule out them doing. And also, let's also say that Death Magnetic is underrepresented in this whole era of things. Death Magnetic is underrepresented in the everything. Yeah, it's only 13 years old, and I think it's still pretty slamming. It was pretty great, except for the well, quality they, of the recording. It's a great album, written if, song When song you get it on vinyl, it sounds better. Yeah, you said that. I need to do it's, that. It's, it's the one I don't have, you, actually. Yeah, I, I got that one a few years ago, and I was really really i mean it's much better it's not that like punishingly loud harsh caustic sound and it's also because you can't wasn't well not fiddleman's best mixing work either to be honest right it was it was brick wall it it was it was a brick wall brick is the right brick is the right analogy that's just there was it was a sign of the times you know metallica for all their non-trend following does tend to jump some trends from they time squiff to time. on they squiff on uh that's that's all for me friend do you have anything else uh no I'm, I'm gonna say that you know right now let's say i'm gonna ask this let and if the if the next one is a dud like this one or if the next one is a banger like the other two do you react well, here's the thing: the re-up is going to come before that, so we have to now we have to know now are we going to re-up? Because well, re-up know. is coming in eight weeks or less, mm. so six weeks to go, right? I assume mm. they're going to do another one. This did very well, I imagine. Uh, right now, gut reaction: Are you re-upping? Yeah, I'm re-upping. Okay, uh, all things being equal, I will also re-up. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been a. Uh, I've gotten, my, I've gotten my money's worth. I've loved doing these with you. I've gotten my money's worth. Even if we didn't do these, I've enjoyed them. This the least. I really hope the next one's better. I'm hoping this one grows on me. Maybe, maybe it was just so, so different that we just couldn't. We didn't even talk. Like not only, not only is uh, Out, Outlaw Torn bad, it's badly done. Like James is awful. Like his poor voice twisted is, me. Oh, sorry, poor twisted me. Aloe torn would be great. Poor yes. twisted me is not his vocal. Yeah, is terrible. Actually, I wanted to uh, talk about that. that a little bit. You're right, I, he, but I also think like this is younger, different James than now, it, and he's a he better was trying, singer. Now. His vocals on that song are emblematic of what they did for the entire set. That That's true. On the album, they were simultaneously trying to and trying not to do it differently for this for the moment i'm not trying and, to listen i'm not trying to hate on him i i welcome people in the comments if you have this and you bought it and you think differently than us please i encourage you to comment drop us a comment on social media drop us a comment on these youtubes but yeah this is not he's better on the other three tracks by far yes but also on the worst song he also performed it badly yes I think so. Just his vote. We both cringed at the same time. He hit like yeah. a certain, like a real bad note. And we both were like, ooh, uh, we did the pat. It's time mm-hmm. for androgyny. It's pat. Yeah, it's 
Mm. It, poor Twisted Me is a poor song and it was poorly performed. Oh, fuck. Poor song, <laughs> poorly performed, and I would say it was even poorly translated to the acoustic set. Yeah, so. it should not have been anything. I mean, like, I'm hopefully, I, what in the other 15 minutes we didn't get? Couldn't you put one of those on? Who I mean, yeah, that, that Lars, was my thought. Lars picked this. Like, my you know, he was, did. Is this really, is this the best? I mean, the other two songs are worse than this. I appreciate it's like the extra point kicker. I really appreciate the effort on the long field goal. And if you didn't make it, yeah and like i said i'm hoping that i will find some beauty and truth in this on the next time i spin it i have spun and by beauty and truth i mean something worth listening to i actually have spun the 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 saint angle one quite a few times i spun the black and one a few times that is i really love that black and one i don't love saint anger as a rule but i will say that those live tracks greatly once again and we said it on the previous up i'll link the previous episode greatly enhanced yes. by the live performances whether it's just the sound of the album it's or just the everything just the it's, everything, it's the everything versus because it's live not... drum sound versus the album yeah. james everything versus the album um rob trujillo versus bob rock R- rob we, trujillo versus uh, the we, we, we discussed that ad nauseum as yeah. well so so you're gonna re-up based on these three yeah we'll re-up and again i'm gonna say again you think saint anger your rating would be Saint Anger, Black, and this one. Yeah, mine is Black and Saint Anger. This one, we both have this one at the bottom. Uh, it can only well, go up to me. This is pretty. This is decent, but not great. It it was the right kind of choice for the series. However, that does not necessarily. It's like it's like Andy Kaufman reading The Great Gatsby to a comedy crowd. It's right. funny. Much, it's funny when it doesn't happen to you. How much fun is Lars having curating this? Like this is the highlight of his year. Besides, like, you know, huh? I would imagine he's digging it pretty. He he loves this. He loves this, bro. I have this idea that, like, yeah, after we did the live stuff, it's so crushing that we do the unplug next, and it just makes so much sense to me. Ah, there's beauty and truth. There you are with that phrase. Um, sorry, it's is that Bob Marley? I have no idea. Okay. Um, I'd like to think I coined it, but I doubt I did. I, yeah, I don't know. I will say this: this has been the Glacially Musical Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Uh, please like and subscribe if you made it this far. We really appreciate you. You must have enjoyed this or not, but thanks for listening. Please give us a subscribe. We really appreciate it. Like and follow us wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow Nick or I on the socials. That'll be in the description as well. And as we say every week at this juncture of the show. This has been the Glacially Musical Podcast, and it does not play in Peoria, but Metallica does play unplugged from time to time. But not in Peoria. But not so far, not in Peoria. <laughs>